Hey guys, this is Jake. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about should college be free? Stick around. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Kirk, the Money Machine Barbera. And this is Jake of All Trades, of course. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Kirk, how are you today? Excellent. We got a, our first, my first since being back to California, my first earthquake. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was like a 9.0, like a, a couple hours away from where I am, I think. So it was a pretty decent one. I didn't know what was going on. Like I was actually like here in my studio. I think I was preparing to record something. It was like the middle of the day. And I, I, um, I was, you know, by myself and I just felt, I felt, thought so at the time i had no idea that there was an earthquake i thought it was somebody had hit our house from the street like a car or somebody was trying to break in and they like hit the house because but i was like that it couldn't be that big of a rumble because like the whole house rumbled a little bit yeah and i just had no idea what it was i just jumped up i was like what the and then i just ran out to see like what happened and nothing happened i was like i don't know what's going on so i didn't even know until later that day that it was an earthquake oh wow Um, so it wasn't like you know people screaming and ah, end of the world earthquake. It was just like a, it's it's how I remembered it as a kid though. Now that when I remembered, you know, now when I heard that it was a, a, you know, an earthquake. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, it's scary stuff, but they just had one, I think yesterday in Greece. Okay. Yeah. How was that? I think it was only like a 5.2 or something. So not quite as large, but yeah. Things are shaken up, <laughs> literally, politically, <laughs> culturally, geo, geologically. <laughs> exactly, which is a great segue into yeah. what we're going to talk about today. Shaken stuff up when it comes to post-secondary education. So, I read an article on the Economist about all of this new talk of making college free, tuition free for Americans, and we've I've noticed that. A couple of major schools have announced uh, in recent months that they're going to start doing this. Like UT Austin uh, offered free tuition for families, uh, I think, with annual income less than $60,000. And Texas Tech did it for families with annual income less than $40,000 a year. So there's like a movement that's happening. Hmm. And it's... I think there's a number of reasons why it's happening, right? Um, but I thought today we'll talk about what are some of the potential implications, maybe get your perspective and my perspective on whether or not we think it should be tuition-free to go to college, if it's mm-hmm. a basic right. And then we'll talk about, because I got this question the other day from a client, and she was like, well, my original strategy was to pay down my student loans as fast as possible. But now I have these politicians coming out with proposals to wipe away my debt. What does that seem realistic? And if so, I don't want to. I don't want to accelerate my debt repayments if I can get them completely wiped out in a couple of years. So yeah. we'll talk about that too. Well, that's what I, I think. That's the bigger question, especially for your clients, because I had this. Because I still have student debts too. Oh yeah. And I you know I, there's been times when I paid it off. Times when I was like, I don't have the money to do anything. I'm just gonna focus on trying to survive or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't pay anything off and then it accrued some extra fees. So it's like, you know, I think that's the big one because now a, like many, many politicians are saying that they're going to do this. It seems like a very realistic thing. So it's like, 
wait, why would I put money into it at all? <laughs> like, right. what would be the point of that if they're going to, you know, make, if they're going to forgive all debt? So the risk is that it doesn't happen though, right? Because we see how slow stuff moves and that's a big piece of legislation that would really change a lot and would have to go through. I mean, I just feel like I, my, my concern is the way we get stuff done in this country seems unlikely that making such a dramatic change and a dramatic debt reduction for such a large group of people, at some reason, it just doesn't seem realistic to me. Well, but they did it with Obamacare with um, the Health Care Act. They pushed that through in his second year term, and it was the most comprehensive you know, bill ever passed or something like that in like True. a very quick time. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I know what you're saying. So the, the, the battle is from a, so if we take it fr first from a, fir a personal standpoint, right? Like what's the best decision to make in this um, scenario? Now, I, I think I would agree with you that you should try to pay it off, but there's, there's, I think there's, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the right decision because I think eventually much of it's going to have to be forgiven on some level the, because it's done a lot of damage to people yeah. to be yeah. saddled with so much debt so early. Like it really crippled a generation to be sat. You know, like we talk about how the, our for our parents, like they were able to get jobs that paid well, they could afford a house before they were 30. You know, they, they had, they could start a family and work, you know, people our age, I'm, I just turned 34 a couple weeks ago. But people, you know, under thirty-eight, let's say, um, under thirty-six or whatever, that they are um, starting life a lot later. Well, one of the reasons is because we got saddled with million, you know, billions of dollars of debt as a generation, you know, right out of high school with no ability, like no, you know, before we had a time to understand what debt really is, of course, and how yeah. it works, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we made a decision that we. Like I would not have, if knowing what I know now, I would not have taken out loans, period. Mm -hmm. I would have rather not go to school. I would have been like, no, just, I'll just work. Like, you mm -hmm. know, people just did that and I don't have the money to do it. And I'm not going to pay these interest rates for the rest of my life. But I didn't know, I, you know, I was young. Surprise. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you can't know that. And that's, and some of that, I think also to be fair to the, again, the younger people who are getting these debts early. You know, I think it was a mistake that we did it, but again, we were young and we were relying on the generation before us to inform us. That's what they told us to do. They said you had to go to school. And if you didn't have right. the money, take off the loans and just pay right. it later. It's like, mm -hmm. but that's that strategy only works if you're like a scientist, a doctor, an engineer. Like it doesn't necessarily work if you're like a film major, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's totally it, success rate ties very closely to what you decided to study, right? You can look at like job placement and career success out of college for liberal arts students versus business students, right? And yeah. the the placement and the opportunities are far different. I, I did read this interesting statistic in that article though. It said in most advanced countries, there's still considered a minority that pursue an advanced degree. So only about 45% of the people in advanced countries have some type of post-secondary education. And yeah. I thought that felt low to me. No, not to me. But if you think Why about... Why does it feel low to you? We're like... So uh, 
the US and Britain, I think, are the two countries that still charge regularly for tuition and mm -hmm. fees to go to school, right? Every every other advanced country, it's it's free education. And so I would think the percentage of people taking advantage of that would be significantly higher. Oh, so you you're saying that it's, half. You're saying that it's free to people in these other countries, but people mm -hmm. aren't taking advantage of it. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't realize that. So I, I guess I would want to know why, like what, what else is, there must be other variables mm -hmm. and maybe there's something where it's not as thought of necessary. Um, maybe they don't, maybe it's free education, but only for certain degrees. So you know that, you know, I'm a, a more free market guy, right? And yes. my thought in terms of like a free market in loan loans for school, like if we had a free market, like if I was a bank and I, I'm, this has happened in the past, like what they would do is they would differentiate between who they gave loans to based on their degree, right? And the, mm -hmm. the viability of getting their money back, right? If I'm going to give Jake money to, um, you know, be a financial planner, well, I'm like, well, that's a career that is definitely going to have, you know, there's fields for it. There's, you know, there's actual people who need it. Mm -hmm. there, we know the kind of money he can make for sure. So we can give it to him at this percentage, right? If you mm -hmm. want to be an underwater basket weaver or, you know, an interpretive <laughs> dancer, you know, it's like that good for you, go do it. But as a person putting out a loan, my thought about how much I'd get back of that would be limited. Right. But, you know, we had this for years, for decades, we had this thing where you couldn't differentiate legally. And then the government stepped in as well to give funds, which I think distorted the whole thing. And so everybody was able to get loans, even though some people like myself, I don't think I should have even been offered loans. Mm -hmm. Like it just doesn't make sense from a business standpoint to offer a film production major with very risky job alone. Like the, the, they should have been like, you have to pay for this yourself. And I would have said, okay, thanks. Bye. I would have left school. There's no uh, way I would right. have done it. Yeah. So yeah. that's a good point. Taking into consideration in the loan process, like, I hate using the word discrimination, but it really is. You can, you could have discriminated against certain types of fields of study, right? For whoever would qualify. I'm wondering though, if like you think about, cause I want to go back to that percentage for a second. We have less than half, but we also are one of the leading countries with the greatest wealth disparity amongst classes, right? So in that article, it also talked about the, uh, tuition fees and the cost of education in countries where there was a lot more equalized income distribution across the board, the, the cost, cost was a lot lower for the tuition and fees, right? And so I'm wondering if maybe we've, in essence, driven up the cost of education here because we see wealth disparity happening. And it's like, how did those people get to that point? Well, tie it back to education of some kind. So those of us that that's the only choice, right? You either get yourself educated in order to try to get to not the 1%, but you know, the, the top upper class, or you fall way behind. There's no happy medium. Yeah. So, well, again, with the other places, I'm curious what degrees you can get. Like, I wonder if it's all the same in terms of you can get any, you know, like the way we have Anything. liberal arts uh -huh. to here. Some, you know, like, is it, um, 
I don't know, what, whatever studies that aren't necessarily hard sciences that you know you can get a job, you know, like right. philosophy, right? Like if you get a philosophy degree, I, I th- you know, I studied philosophy. I think it's super important, but the job market isn't the same as for a tech, you know, like a, a computer engineer, like it's right. just not the same. So, um, you know, that's something that, you know, so I don't know what they, you know, when you look at only 50% are going, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. the colleges there aren't doing Aren't you know, offering all, all of those the, things. The, yeah, like I don't know. And then the other thing is, you know what you said, one of the, so again, one of the criticisms that free market people say toward government funding is that it always jacks up the cost. Because if something like, like the example I learned in economics early on is like if, if you, if you were to make food free for people, like, you know, from paid for or paid for by the government, well, then what is, you know, incentivizing you to restrict your going out to, I mean, restaurants, like let's say restaurants were free, right? Mm-hmm. What would restrict you from saving money from going to a restaurant and just going, right? You would go breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it was free of versus yeah. like saving up and going. And it's the same thing with like schools, like people go to school because they can get these loans, which then of course that, you know, brings in more money to the schools. The schools try to think about how they can spend that money and then they spend it in different ways. And oftentimes it's not as um, necessarily as productive as it could be, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a new stadium. I was like, well, mm. you don't need a new stadium. <laughs> you need better teachers. You need to pay your teachers more or you need to have a better, you know, um, equipment for the scientists or whatever it is like, to, to actually educate people. And mm-hmm. so, but that, those types of, you know, like they build new buildings for their schools. It's like, you don't need a super, you know, $50 billion building to teach kids. And I know we all love to be in these cool buildings, but from a business standpoint, that's not necessarily the most important. So my point is that you, the, the, the market gets distorted when mm-hmm. you, when you throw in this money. And of when course. we're talking about like universities, um, you know, should universe now, now the problem is that this is just the reality at this point. Right. And we have yeah. kids like myself saddled with debt. That's happened, whether it's my fault, I made a mistake because I was young, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like we're now in a situation where our lives have been put on hold. And this is, I think, the issue of should universities be free? You know, um, th- this, I think, is a complicated political question. Right. Right. And uh, then definitely. But, yeah. But, yeah. I think that you touch on the key problem with all of this, and that is our ability as a generation to use the 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 money we would have available to spend and put it into the economy right instead we're saddled with the student loan debt what are the opportunities that could be there maybe we would be traveling more maybe we would be buying cars i looked at uh, a chart yesterday that looked at uh year over year changes actually it was month over month changes in like new car sales and new home start building starts to like building new houses both of them were lower than 2008 financial crisis times so we're mm. buying fewer cars and we're buying less houses than we have ever done in the past and yeah. so what is the main variable look we're the generation that should be making those purchases right now right but we're covered with all of this student debt. I mean, I personally spend almost $400 a month on my student loan debt. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's that could go to pay for some a lot of things. You could month. buy a nice like put payments on a nice car. Pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. Pretty decent. Not amazing, so, but decent. 
So, <laughs> so now we come back to the question of, all right, if they, if, if one of these politicians got elected in 2020, that has some of this student loan reform, like a student loan reform bill, where they're going to wipe out either a portion of, or all of the student loan debt, would that spur more economic growth? Yes. In the short term, in the short term, yeah, why not? We... Why not perpetually? Well, yeah, I mean, I, that, that's a good question. I, I think you're, um, uh, you, that's a good question. I don't actually know. My, yeah. my suspicion is that you're losing like these, these massive schools, which have, you know, are, are a big part of the economy at this point are going to lose a lot in the, in that battle of mm -hmm. paying off school loans, right? Because they've been taking, so the question is how they do it politically. And I don't have enough information on how they would do it. Like would the government just, you know, essentially write off, write it off, you know, and they would use their fed abilities to write it off. And so, you know, cause what are we talking about? Like, uh, what is the, the debt, like a trillion dollars or something like it's that? Like thir 13 trillion, dollars. 13 trillion dollars. Yeah. So like that's money. That's future money that these people are theoretically going to get some, these bit, these businesses, schools are theoretically going to get that goes to teachers that goes to coaches that goes to the, the staff, you know, making food that goes to the building maintenance, electricity that they're going to pay. So it's, it's all these things. It's a, you know, hundreds of billions of dollar industry mm -hmm. that they're now not going to be getting, or um, they're not going to get as much of it, right? Like the government's going to slice it off or something. So I know for sure, two of the candidates that have put out the, the biggest reform bills uh, in one proposal, the proposal is to add a tax on financial transactions. So wall street transactions. So all it is, is mm. a 0.005% tax on all stock and bond trades that are made every day. Who is it that says this? What politician? Is this is Bernie Sanders Bernie proposal. Sanders? Yeah. So you do, you yeah. take, you put it, you institute a 0.005% tax on all executed financial transactions. And that in and of itself, according to his calculations would cover the, well, the I'm sure it would cost of the debt and wipe it off entirely. I mean, with the amount of transactions, I'm sure that mm -hmm. would pay it. I mean, but that to me would definitely be a short term fix, long term problem because you're taking money from something that's, because again, I, I just don't see education system. Other people may disagree with me or most people probably disagree and that's fine. And this is just my opinion, but I think the, you know, a lot of people don't like wall street, but they do have a productive purpose. I think education in, in higher education today is pretty mixed in its productive purpose, right? right. Again, pumping out kids who aren't necessarily actually participating in the the marketplace, the workforce, right? In the yeah. workplace, right? Not not getting life skills, not yeah. Getting so really, so yeah. you're taking money from one segment of the economy that's making efficiencies in the market, mm -hmm. and you're gonna make it so okay. Now it's gonna be slightly less efficient, and again, I don't think it's gonna be like catastrophic. I think we're talking, you know, minor. But the thing is that what is really hard to convey in economics because you're talking, especially with our economy, is so big. I think it's hard to convey like if we were to be able to grow one or 2% more per year than we would, that would be like the difference between 
going to Mars in 2022 and 2042. Like it's like these little incremental changes are huge in our ability to grow as a, you know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, to grow as an, a, a whole country and all the little innovations. So that does affect our lives, right? Like personally, as a, a selfish millennial, <laughs> I want to live a long time, right? Like uh-huh. I don't want to die. I know a lot of us don't. And I look at all these great innovations in bio, um, you know, in, in um, the medical industry. And I'm thinking when I've looked at them, like I just saw a, um, a bio, like a fake kidney that they can actually engineer from like scratch. So you don't need any kidney from donor. They actually, they built a kidney that they can put into your body and it works wow. perfectly. But the problem is they, they need more funding to make mm-hmm. it happen. So it's, it's, they have the prototype, it works. They just need to get a lot more funding to make it work. So if we had a booming economy, like again, just another one or 2% even, that would be much easier for them to get that funding for that. Right, they have mm-hmm. more money to to work with, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so we would see more innovations. And this is why I think economics is very personal, right? Is that you would see more life enhancing innovations like this kidney that you can stick into your body that I want to see more of, right? right. You know, because yeah. I'm probably going to screw up my kidneys. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, in 30 years, right? But I yeah. want I want to live to like 150. So, so I'm just saying, like, there's a personal. Sure. Aspect to this I that just is don't, important. I I don't ever see our economy being able to grow at that magnitude with this level of student debt overhanging everyone. There's just no way. Well, that's a good point, and I think yeah. that that's the catch twenty two. I think yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and so my my take is that we probably do, even though I'm a politically personally against it, you know, on on like ideological grounds, I do think practically we probably need to get rid of the debt, or at mm. least a significant portion. Right, you some know, like, portion of like it, say, some type of relief. Yeah, like a relief that says you don't have to pay and there's no more interest on it, there's no more this. We're gonna cut it down to 70% and you just pay this much, you know, or even even if they did something like, okay, you took out, you know, there's like the the two different types of loans. There's the mm-hmm. government ones and the so yeah. it's like we're gonna forgive all the government ones, we're gonna forgive all the interest on these, and you're just gonna, you know, like that, you know, pay for the, me that would be like eight thousand dollars or six thousand dollars would be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but, but so that, you know, and just kind of get it down to that like core of what right. you took out explicitly without all the interest and all the debt and all the fees and all that stuff. I right. think, and I think that does need to happen um, just because they're saddling 60 million people with, you know, or, or a big portion of that with mm-hmm. like an a, inability to really function the way they could. Exactly. Yep. So I agree. agree. Even though again, something ideologically, needs to be done. yeah, something needs to be done. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. And I think from a planning perspective, if we kind of tie it back in, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you're thinking about uh and you're hearing this stuff and it makes you excited, the first thing is don't ever stop paying on your student loans. Just yeah. don't don't just stop paying on them because that's gonna affect your credit, regardless of what happens. Now yeah. you may be counting and if you're counting on them to be forgiven and they end up going into default and then nothing comes to fruition, well, now you've really ruined your credit yeah. all because you thought something was going to happen. So Trust me, first thing this. is don't stop, <laughs> don't stop paying. I do believe though, there is some merit in if you're trying to make the decision of, oh, I have, I finally got a raise. I got some extra money every month. I need to pay down my student debt or I need to start saving and investing. I'm still in favor of the latter, just because there is it's now being 
yeah, investing because yeah. it's being discussed. It's being brought up that it's a true problem, the student loan debt. Hopefully there will be some type of a reform and you would hate to sacrifice years of paying down debt when you could have been saving and investing only to realize in two years time, they have sweeping mm. student loan reform that just wipes everybody else's out. So finding that happy medium between continuing to maintain the debt payment so it doesn't infect your credit, but also not sacrificing other financial goals and other things. Cause that's what we're seeing is happening with the economy because we're slowing down. And the yeah. only way to back up is consumers have to start spending again. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the advice on a personal level to maybe wrap it up for, for your advice is that if I'm understanding you one work with your financial planner to make personal decisions, but maybe right. broadly <laughs> you can maybe take a risk and not pay like the pre the most amount that you could and maybe try and pay less than you normally you know would if you knew there was nothing that could possibly wipe these out right, right. so if you thought so now that there is a lot of talk there's sufficient talk to to think that at least maybe until 2020 and and when you find out oh somebody's you know got elected and it, this just isn't going to happen and then you have to say, okay, and then you now, can make an adjustment. Then you make an yeah. adjustment. But for this time period, perhaps pay, but pay less than you might. It might be good right. advice, but first work with your financial planner, of course. Yes. Yes. Don't of just course. do yeah. whatever we say. Um, no. <laughs> uh, well, you know, do what, what Jake says if you talk to him as a financial planner personally. <laughs> Hire him yeah. as a financial planner. Everybody's situation <laughs> is different, but yeah, you gotta find I out. do recognize, and it came up this week. You know, oh, that's a good question. There, it is in flux at the moment. So, yeah, stay on the right track, but consider alternative options than just paying down debt exclusively. I love it. Love it. All awesome. right. Well, that wraps yeah. up this episode. Thanks so much for joining Kirk and talking with me about all of this fun stuff. And all of you listeners out there, make sure to follow me on social media. Search for at Jake's Two Cents and check out the blog at Jake's Two Cents.com. And remember that you are the expert of your own life. And that's my two cents. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.